0: The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice.
1: Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is our monthly coaching call. This is Frank Congelos, your host, and it's a pleasure to be with you. So here we are in the month of May. Um, May is Disability Awareness Month. And because it's Disability Awareness Month, um, we have on our line today Richard Pasek, um, Senior Vice President, one of our partners over at CNA Financial Group. We also oversees the Disability Department with CNA Financial Group. Rich, welcome to the show. It's great for you to be with us today. How are you?
2: Great. Great to be here. Thanks, Frank.
1: So, Rich, I know it's Disability Awareness Month. And so, you know, in that spirit, um, I think it's important that we kind of you know start from a basic mindset which is you know we always have conversations with people that financial success is cash flow under any and every circumstance and we talk about retirement we talk about hey god forbid something happens and you pass but one of the things you know that sometimes gets ignored is disability and so what i'd like to start out with is you know maybe you can share just some insights on you know what are the you know probabilities of somebody even having a disability claim prior to retirement age um, do you do you follow that rich and I know you do what are some of your thoughts on that
2: sure uh, you know according to industry studies basically one in four 20 year olds entering the workforce today will become disabled one time or another before they retire now we, we tell people you can't avoid the risk the risk is there it could happen from a sickness or an injury typically a sickness but we can protect a most valuable, valuable asset by buying disability insurance, preparing for that possibility.
1: And, and, you know, it's interesting because I always say is, you know, if insurance was free, we'd all own it. And so I think one of the things that people uh, get the impression of is that, hey, I think I've got benefits. I know that, you know, uh, there are state benefits or other benefits that'll kick in. Do I really need anything else? So maybe, Rich, we could spend a little time by just addressing Um, In the event that someone should get sick or hurt, uh, what benefits do they have available from other sources? In other words, uh, we're in New Jersey and many other states have other plans, but what about um, state type plans? Um, How do those work or how does like even New Jersey work? Um, Maybe give a couple insights.
2: Sure, disability insurance, uh, New Jersey does have one of the few states that has a disability short term disability insurance benefit. But it doesn't pay that much, Frank. It starts after a seven-day elimination period and only pays up for six months, and then it stops. That's a state disability pays about thirty something, thirty-two thousand dollars over that time period. And That's about it.
1: And that's, and that's not hundred percent of their pay. So if someone was making no. thirty thousand, it's not like they're getting hundred no, percent. That's
2: correct. It pays probably about fifteen thousand at that point.
1: Got it. So th- it's a limited benefit, uh, pays for a limited time frame. And then I know that, you know, um, many people think in terms of, okay, so if I can't get state disability, what about federal? What do we have on the federal side?
2: Well, those who worked on, uh, had 40 quarters in social security payments and social security insurance payments are eligible for a long-term benefit that social security administration will pay. The problem there is it's very difficult to, to not only apply, it's a lot of hurdles to jump through, but to get approved. Typically about 50% of disability applications are declined the first time around and only about 70% of disability applications are approved overall. So it's very difficult because of the definition of disability and the hurdles involved.
1: So when you say the definition of disability, uh, maybe you can just expand on that for a second so that people understand what you mean by that.
2: There are two types of definitions. One would be what's called own occupation disability you become disabled and you can no longer perform your occupation. Some group benefits have that individual have that, that definition, but social security uses an ENIOC definition, meaning if you can perform any occupation, basically anywhere in the continental United States, they will not pay benefits. That's why it's very
1: restrictive. So in other words, you could be a profession and yet they might say, Hey, um, you are qualified that you could do some other level of work. And, you know, based upon that, you know, they would um, limit, you know, what your benefits might be. Yeah.
2: Just for example, if you, you're for your occupation required a lot of finger dexterity, whether it be, uh, let's say a surgeon, you may be able to meet, you maybe get to become disabled. You can't use your hands, but you can do many other things. Social security probably will not kick in in that case because you could do other things. That's when you want specific ONOC disability insurance.
1: Very good. So Rich, you know, I know also that you know um, there's workers' comp, and maybe we can take a, a second on that. You know, which is you know uh, does workers' comp provide income to people if they get sick or?
2: It sure can. It's also it's designed to pay medical benefits, but it could. The problem is the injury or sickness must occur while on the job, and that's not easy to prove.
1: Got it. That, that's the old the old one I used to always hear. You know, people go. Well, oh, if anything happens to me, I'm telling my wife to drag me to the job and leave me there. Is there something that happened there?
2: How many times have we heard that? That's right. Uh, exactly. I, a little it, it, you
1: know, and It's funny. What I hear that is it always makes me laugh. And, yes. and then the next one is uh, some people do have group benefits. Okay. And usually we find these, in my observations, with larger organizations. But maybe mm-hmm. you can um, share a little insight on the group side.
2: Yes, most small companies do not offer group disability benefits, even though many employees may think they're covered through their group. They are not. They just have Social Security benefits. It's usually the larger company. For example, a hospital will probably have it. And, you know, many large engineering companies and things like that, uh, where the benefits are typically capped. They'll pay 60% of income up to a certain dollar amount. And typically it's about a $5,000 cap. That benefit will be taxable, and it will be reduced if Social Security or workman's Comp pays. So they real, will reduce those benefits. So the full five thousand may not be paid by that group.
1: Very good. And you know, one of the other things that I, I've seen over time, you know, even with you know some of the group benefits, is um, sometimes companies, because of cutbacks and other things that are going on, and um, you know, just trying to save money. Uh, Group benefits are not a definite. It doesn't mean that the company will keep the benefit forever. And, you know, if they decide to get rid of the benefit, the individual can't continue it on their own, which can also be challenging for some people.
2: Sure. Also, what if you become unhealthy and you want to move to another company that doesn't have benefits? You take the risk and move. You may be stuck at that job because you don't have your own disability insurance. Big issue. You
1: know, I, it always makes me think in terms of you know when we're having this conversation of you know people insure the car, the house. Uh, hey, if anything happens to me, I care enough about you know my family to make sure that from a um, death benefit standpoint, I got life insurance to take care of them. But their most valuable asset, which is um, their ability to earn to you know, to really create value in the marketplace and receive income, and that income is what supports everything else. Sometimes. That's the side that they're blindsided that they don't realize that you know that's where the the gap is. That's where the you know the part that they didn't cover. So it's it's interesting that it's so often missed. I mean, you and I have been doing this for years, and I can go and pick up information from people to take them through the process. And I've got 401ks, I've got auto, I've got homeowners, I've got all of those, I've got even some life insurance. And then when I go to disability, I, I get kind of that stare. It's like I don't know if I have it or not. I got to check with my business or I got to check. And it's usually not, you know, the top of mind. And it's the thing that everything else is based on.
2: More often than not, they do not have what they should have. And so you maybe somebody, I was going to say, if you take a let's say a new professional, a 30 year old earning one hundred thousand dollars a year for the next 30, 35 years plus inflation, they're going to earn close to 10 million dollars in their career. That's a it's, lot of money. Big numbers. You can protect so, that, yeah.
1: So, Rich, maybe you know, you know, because you know, we always try to keep our you know our message you know, right to the point. What is it that you, people should be doing, and what should they look for? So, if we summarize and said, "Hey, all the other things that you might get are great, but we just said you might get." What is it that someone can do to assure what they will get, or what they could do?
2: We would want to see the first thing they should look into, see if their company offers what they think they are going to get. Look into the group benefits, get the group disability benefit booklet, get that work forward from there. They may want to wrap around their Social Security benefits and obtain personal disability insurance. That's one of the key things to look into That is see if that's, a, that's an opportunity for them and see if it's available. It may not be, depending on their occupation and protect what their most valuable asset protected to its fullest.
1: Very good. And if they're going to buy an individual plan on their own, okay, uh, what are the best plans for them to look into if they're going to do it?
2: Well, Frank, it depends on their 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 occupation. It really does. If somebody was more of a labor carpenter, plumber type person, their benefits, what they can buy, they're restricted. There's an outlet for it, but they're more restricted the white collar more specialty occupations like engineers and physicians, computer programmers, office managers, things like that. That's where they should be buying a pure own occupation definition, a specialty own occupation definition that says if they cannot perform their duties of their regular occupation, irregardless of they're working elsewhere, benefits will still be paid. And we want those benefits non-taxable, and not reduced by anything else.
1: Great, and how about um, with regard to the time timeframe uh, that benefits are payable, what do you typically see in the marketplace? Are people buying you know, uh, one year, two year, five year, what should they be looking for?
2: Good question, Frank. <laughs> if we knew that answer so how long are you gonna be disabled? They don't know. The average disability lasts two and a half years, but that doesn't mean there's a lot more and a lot longer than that. So we wanna really buy until age 65.
1: So I always say is always look at these types of conversations from the standpoint is if you can buy your insurance the day after the claim, what would you buy? Would you go out and buy the minimum? Would you buy the maximum? And would you get it for the short period of time or the longer? So, you know, in working with good advisors and people that know what they're doing in this field, um, work with someone that can really direct you and coach you to make good decisions, to put the right type of protection, and to also coordinate everything else you have available to you. Is that pretty much how you would be summing it up, Rich?
2: That's it, Frank. Yes, I agree.
1: So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today, again, Richard Passick over at CNA Financial Group. Uh, and I've been Frank, Con- I'm Frank Congelos, your host. It's always a pleasure to be with you. We wish you a very productive, successful, and a healthy, you know, month of May during Disability Awareness Month. And just uh, do a self-check. Make sure that you've got benefits in place. You know that if you got sick or hurt tomorrow, you know, where's that next check coming from? And as I say, next check, the little plug for, got a new book coming out. It's called Last Check. It should be out within the next 60 days. So for all of our listeners, have a great month. Rich, thank you so much for being with us as always. Always provide the wisdom and the insights that you provide. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you, Frank. Have a nice day.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is a direct, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. 2021-120-987